Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to global news in social artistry. Here on KOPN, your community radio station out of Columbia, Missouri, 89.5 FM on the dial, and always streaming at kopn.org. Glad you're with us. Uh, this is a show where we get to talk to people that are building a more humane world from the inside out. I'm your host, Dick Dalton. And today, my guest is Ambika Talwar. Uh, we met online. Uh, she's an India-born author, poet, artist, and educator whose vision is to create beauty in different ways. Uh, she's published numerous anthologies, received some awards, and uh, is also a wellness practitioner in uh, a, a methodology called intuition energetics, uh, and adding to that some sound frequency healing modalities that we'll talk about. <laughs> Hey, Ambika, good to meet you here online. By the way, we're doing this by Zoom, so I get to see her. Sorry you don't get to see uh, her lovely face. She's out in uh, Southern California. How's it going out there, Ambika? It's wonderful, Dick. Great to see you in person on Zoom. Yes. Facebook, but this is wonderful to hang out with you this evening. Thank yes. you. Yes. Tonight, yeah. I finished your book. My Greece, Mirrors and Metamorphoses. Yes. Uh, subtitled Discover Each Journey is a Sacred Destiny. Yes. And here we're on a little journey together for the next uh, 50 minutes uh, or more. So, uh, woo, <laughs> what may happen? Destiny is uh, calling, huh? Who knows? Surprises. Yeah. Yes. Um, so poet, uh, author, uh, I got to watch a video that, uh, not a video, well, it was a video of a movie that you made. So you have various creative uh, talents that you've been experimenting with and playing with. And um, maybe we can talk about as many of those as you like today. Uh, it's, it's all new to the listeners. Um, and I've gotten to see most of it myself. You have anything you'd like to start with in particular? Um, well, I wondered about, um, um, from our earlier conversations, what are we here for? And it's a big question, I know. Mm -hmm. um, since you mentioned my book, My Greece, I thought I should say that uh, this is a um, poetic spiritual travelogue in which I sort of asked that question, who are we and where are we going? Mm -hmm. And um, let me read a few lines from the very beginning. Mm, good. Because, because I'm questioning um, uh, whether our evolution is just going from one technology to another. And I, let me see if I even, yeah. I won't read the whole poem, um, just a part of it. Yeah, I question the images I'm seeing um, when I when I'm in Greece and and the the icons and um, 
and I'm pulling on to having them connect with me and for me to connect with them. And then I ask this question, um, whispering icons whose eyes pay on of hope and despair, long to awaken, to ascend. Come, arrive in me, I say. Reveal to me manifestations of renewal. Instead, the descent, Oneros, takes me deeper into the painted and fading faces of antiquity. And I ask, will I get lost in forms and dust of historia? And I ask again, what of Arete and Sophia, the goddess of wisdom? When and where did we lose all of them? Is our evolution a movement from one technology to another? The anvil of the wordsmith, the furnace, a hidden heart, rhythms of a future memory. Do we recreate the same forms in narratives we think are new? Like a puppet strung in many directions, I close my eyes. Who are we? Where are we going? Why? Mm. I'm still asking those questions. Mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, you come in contact with a lot of other people that are asking similar questions. Yes. Uh, you have, you got, have you gotten any good answers? <laughs> no, I think that um, um, so many of us dream of an idyllic world or an ideal world. Mm -hmm. It's not something that's just going to happen. And there is no ideal world that is without shadow because however far and above we go, we still have to deal with something or the other in our own psyche. It's just that we become more aware of those shadows the more we bring in the light. And I think so much of that is happening today. That There is a, a lot of darkness coming to, to light in all our ways, the world over. In our individual lives, uh, do you have a thought as to where the shadow comes in? How does how do we get shadowed, <laughs> shadowized? Yeah, um, well, layers of cultural memory, personal memory, things we read, and the way I think today, the way the media has taken over and is feeding people so much lies and deception and noise mm -hmm. that it's taken people apart. You know, I taught college for 30 years. And it was heartbreaking to see that our young people are so disconnected with who they are. Mm -hmm. And I know you've taught, and you and I had this conversation some weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Apparently, we did some similar things in two different states. And, and exactly. We were a little bit rebellious, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so that word has another meaning for me. Um, rebellious? Yes. Okay. So... so a lot of people rebel without really knowing what they're looking for. It's a reaction. They think they're cool, like movements. Mm -hmm. They don't have a specific uh, sense of guidance or, or end in mind other than to break things up because mm -hmm. they're not creators. We need to learn to be creators. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I was in that uh, definition of rebellious. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hope there's another one. No, 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 I know. <laughs> so, so when you want to actually transform something, that becomes, you know, you don't want to be a rebel without a cause. Mm, great movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to really think about um, what kind of world we want to live in, but but then we have to create it. Mm -hmm. It's not be handed to us. And the journey I, is easy. Yeah. I see is I get to see where you're sitting right now, and you're sort of surrounded by some images and uh, uh, statuette kind of things, some paintings. Uh, is that one way that you have? I know it's the one way that I have of surrounding myself with things that keep that uh, world that I want to live in present with me. Is that fair to say what? going one with you well um the paintings at the back that's my creation N not this one <laughs> this one mm -hmm. uh, i painted her many years ago and she has this earth in her hands you've got the world on your shoulders behind you i can see that yeah the earth flag flying behind yeah, me yes she's titled, she's tight this painting is titled um she who sees also dreams and and I think for us creative people, uh, creativity is the source of so much that that moves us and inspires us. Um, that um, um, it is really important to own that process and know that um, creating who we are is also a process. Yes. And, uh, I know in the last several weeks, uh, so much is coming up in me from childhood. And other times that say, okay, now this happened. I did this. And I and and I take responsibility for this. 20 years ago, I might have been saying, why did they do this? Mm -hmm. Why did they do this to me or say this to me? Mm -hmm. It's very important if you want to make any changes to say, I did it. I was part of it. Mm -hmm. If I'm not responsible for every second of my life, then I'm not going anywhere. Well, we have a different philosophy from each other on that. Woo, how cool. <laughs> you know, the, seriously, one way to clear everything is to own everything, is to own it. Uh, well, that may be one way to one way to do it. And and I I've been trained in a different way to do it. So uh and, and uh, by that I mean accept it. Can you accept everything that you've gone through? It gives you such a sense of responsibility and trust in yourself mm -hmm. that you can then decide, you know, what is your enduring value, your enduring values and your, your virtue? What are you here for? Because everything is, everything is connected to each other. Oh, yes. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I take responsibility for forgiving those that put shadowy things into my life uh, or hurtful things or judgmental things. Um, if I don't take responsibility for forgiving, then I'm stuck with the clutter and the mush and the, so the stuff. Um, so 
I that's where responsibility comes in in my thinking. So it's just a tad, maybe semantics, but a tad different than how you're expressing yeah. it, which makes us great to be talking with each other. <laughs> you know, and, we need. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Everything we experience is recorded in our bodies, and if we don't let go of those, then we create illness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every single thought. So when we, you know, do any kind of a healing modality, um, you know, there is a release when you say, oh, this happened. Let me clear this. I feel it in my shoulder. Boom. And we can clear it. That's how we work, actually. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, illness begins in the outer layers and it comes in and then it's corded in the body and it crystallizes in the body and it could be anything hmm. it could be a backache it could be a shoulder ache it could become um something serious mm -hmm. and, uh, and we don't want that right you said layered there and uh in your book my grease about your trip which was about 20 years ago you took that trip to greece 2002 i finished yeah. the book 16 though right took a while to write then uh so. so you went to greece in 2002 my wife and i went to greece in uh 2015 um seems like we were, were on a few of the similar places in terms of visiting but uh yours was a a related to making film uh, wasn't it related to uh, a class I, that you were taking? I went with a group from Oklahoma University mm -hmm. uh, to do screenwriting, but we didn't do any of that. We actually watched films and and um, had discussions. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had already made my film then, so I got to show it to them. Mm -hmm. Oh, my film, which is called um, Androgyne. But Androgyne, mm-hmm story of Arista because of unsavory stuff connecting up. So um, it's a story I'd written quite a while ago. And uh, then I joined a film class and adapted it for the screen. And then I shot the film and made it in 2000. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it could have been, you did enter it in and get an award, didn't you? In, in Belgium, wasn't that? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very uh, introspective, uh, interactive kind of a film. The, it, as I, uh, I think I sent you a picture. I, I have a, a favorite picture that I have sitting next to my uh, study chair of a sculptor who has sculpted a, um, a human body, looks like a human body, and that item that has been sculpted has turned into a living being that is embracing the sculptor. <laughs> and it reminded me so much uh, uh, when I saw your film because your sculptor, uh, what do you call it? Your, uh, <laughs> the piece that you sculpted comes to life. Oh, yeah, she comes to life and yeah. wants to do it. <laughs> and, um, uh, this is only one can be, but you're here to teach us about the function of art as divinity. 
and remind us more and more, which takes me to something I wanted to say, and that is that our lives are a work of art. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so in the whole process of letting go, we are recreating, we are carving away what shouldn't be there, what has served us or not served us, taught us. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to really take charge of who we are here, the Mm -hmm. central core and the column of light within. (laughs) Okay, so we are an artist internally, and we also then are like a social artist externally as we um, create a more humane world. Sure. We have to show up as what we have created or wish to create. We Mm -hmm. have to show up as that before it can come into form, I think. So that's why I have that little statement at the beginning of the show, uh, building a more humane world from the inside out. So we first have to do the inner work um, Mm. before it can really manifest or become a manifestation outside. Yeah. Yeah. See, we agree on things, Dick. We do agree (laughs) on things. (laughs) Oh, I know we do. Uh, (laughs) Let me just uh, take a moment and tell folks uh, who you are again. Uh, This is Glocal News and Social Artistry here on KOPN. Uh, You're community radio station in Columbia, Missouri. I'm Dick Dalton, the host of the show. And my guest today is Ambika Talwar. Uh, She's a a poet, artist, healer, um, intuitive out in Southern California, uh, born in India, went to college in India, right? And uh, came over and taught uh, English, wasn't it? In junior college for 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, also studied here before then, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, folks, we're glad you're with us, listening to KOPN today, uh, helping us uh, start our 50th year birthday celebration. We're going to be celebrating all year, so you're going to hear about this a lot. <laughs> and uh, we appreciate your support. So I just wanted to let you know again who I was with today, Ambika Talwar, and uh we have a little bit, uh, we have a lot in common, actually. But uh, one of the things is that she went to Greece back in 2002 and uh, spent the next uh, 10 to 12 years writing a book about it called My Greece, Mirrors and Metaphor- Metamorphoses. <laughs> yeah, the plural, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I have a quote from the book that oh. I'd like to read. Yes. And maybe yes. we can talk about it. Um, I'm not quite sure what page it's on, but uh, here it goes. We discuss the role of the artist to highlight social concerns and human ones too. As artists, how do we select issues of concern to us as social beings? Women's issues education systems, aging and disease, poverty, religion, or science and spirituality. They're all local and global. Our co-evolution is interrelated. What webs we do weave that leave us perplexed and at times in wonder. Sometimes this uncertainty adds to 
our concerns about art's purpose. I just really got off on that paragraph. <laughs> uh, so many things there. Um, anyway, I just wanted to share that uh, that quote. Does that ring a bell to you? Um, yes. Um, now that you mention it, I should have kept a bell here. <laughs> too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In fact, we were just saying this. Life is an art. Uh, our whole beingness is another art. Mm -hmm. How we use what we do and how we correct and clear and sculpt away. And um, are we? And then the question, are we true to who we wish to be? How do we stay true to who we wish to be? Yeah, you know, uh, I have other uh, folks that ask, you know, what do you want? Uh, what do you desire in life? And and I've always had trouble because I I must have something that I desire or want because I I do move from one thing to another. But it's as if um, I'm responding to a leading when I do that, which kind of makes me think that I'm not the one that necessarily wants it. It's <laughs> it's something there for me to experience, and all I have to do is say yes or no. Um, I don't know. Is that the way you experience things? I'm, I'm not clear. Uh, do you have leadings that then, uh, well, I know in your book, uh, you say yes to things and you said no to things. Okay. Um, it was as if you making were... Choices. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. about making choices. Yes. And, and yet we wouldn't be able to make choices if we weren't presented with a choice. We can't yeah. say yes or no unless somebody gives us a choice, right? Yeah. yeah. So that is making me see and feel something here, but also visually here, as in we are surrounded with information, mm -hmm. but but there is information in this sphere as well. Mm -hmm. And feelings, thoughts, emotions, longings, desire, all of that. Mm -hmm. Some life experiences can sort of shut some things down and then we need to reopen everything if we want to have a full life. Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of that right now because oh. we tend to kind of sort of get closed up in some ways mm -hmm. and the work, the fatigue of it, all that is now gone. And it's like, where am I going next? The next adventure. And I want it to be done, wonderful, grand, beautiful. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy all the time. Mm -hmm. Everything has its challenges. And I think, and as we rest ourselves from all this drama of the last three years, um, because there was a lot of that wasn't right and true. And um, um, we are in the middle of that new creation while we rest the darkness and the light apart so that we can see where the jewel is, which is what we are longing for. And then, of course, we get information from other realms as well. 
um, and then the past. The past is always in the future too, you know. Yes, it always is. Uh, every every word we speak comes from the past. <laughs> but it and also is in the future because it has affected the future. So if we want to change that, how do we change it now here? Well, I, I kind of have this strange idea that everything we say is in the future because the present doesn't really exist. <laughs> you, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's so elusive. Oh, the president. Oh, there, there it went. Oh, there, there was the president. I know that was the president. <laughs> it's like, okay. it, yeah, it's this thin veil between past and future is called the present that you never can hardly, well, anyway. In the present, I am speaking with you. Ah. In the present, I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the work in your room, the, the framed images mm -hmm. and the globe right behind you. It's all happening in the present. This is the only moment that you can experience as eternity. I feel that. Okay. It is so complete. It's if I'm always distracted, then I may be just experiencing the distraction. And but but I'm right here, and it's so full and rich. What makes it full and rich? What makes it full and rich is in the moment, the way we are engaged. I have your full attention, and you have my full attention, and we're not running to look for something. It's right here. It's just complete wholeness, a sense of well-being, a sense of promise that this is who we are meant to be. It's this space of the heart, it's the space of the whole, whole being inside and outside. Take a breath. Breathe it in, breathe out. Good. It's still Good. present, it hasn't gone anywhere. Okay, I I I see that I I, I experienced that in this moment, and this moment, <laughs> and this moment. It reminds me of a poem by Thomas Gray. I read it when I was a long time ago. Uh -huh. Elegy written in a country churchyard. Yes. And it's that image of the flower that he he writes about. For many a flower is born to blush unseen. I don't remember any other line but this. Is that the flower that was in the wall? See, I don't remember anything. Oh, Just oh, okay. mm -hmm. And I remember this image I've never forgotten, driving in northern India in the in a, an army truck. My father was in the army, so we were driving in, in the beautiful terrain of Kashmir, and on a rock as, as we passed, was this one single blue bird, amazing shade of hues of manganese and royal, mm -hmm. and the way the sun lit it. I still remember that one blue bird. I don't remember which month it was. Mm -hmm. It was sometime around um, 1976 or so, or mm -hmm. 78. Mm -hmm. It was spectacular. I haven't forgotten that. It's still with me in the present eternity, present eternal mode. And that 
goes along with this thing that I'm thinking that even though we call it the present, all of that past is present. Even though we may not be conscious of all, you're conscious of the, the blue bird, but, but the past is what makes the present rich. Correct. And, you know, you spoke about uh, forgiving. Yes. So, so all the past that are in us that have hurt us, we can also release in the moment completely. Mm -hmm. I have a two minute, I don't know, a thing if, if uh, you wish, if I can find it. Um, uh, where did I write it? Uh, in which um, I ask, um, um, oh, I know where it is. Okay, in the moment, close <laughs> your eyes. I'm uh, sorry, start again, please. Close your eyes. Okay. On your palm, imagine a seed. You can cover it with your other palm and imagine this seed is all of you from all times. All pasts, all pasts, things that were difficult, easy, horrid, horrific, nasty, horrible, struggling, conflict, but also the good. Feel all of it completely and know this is you. This is all of you. Take a deep breath. And in the moment... How would you like to bless this seed? What would you like this seed to become? What are you becoming now that you always longed for, which is already here in the present? What are you becoming? And with that image of what you are becoming now, can you see the seed brimming with that vibration of joyous abandon and freedom and unity, and your wholeness, which always was there, and always will be, even in dark, rough times, which we have experienced, and we will again. But we know that this wholeness, this seed is everything, everything you could ever imagine. Beauty, courage, glory, unity, generosity, all the virtues that make you who you are. Feel the vibration, feel the vibration, feel it filling your whole being. The seed has filled your whole being completely. And the light of that is permeating you and coming out. It's your aura. Know it is manifest in your earthly body, blood, guts, bones, all of it, flesh, skin, you are whole now. What are you going to do with it? This is your work of art, beckoning you into the future. In the present, you always will be.
So you always have that seed with you when you want to remember it again. Thank you. Thank you for joining with me. <laughs> I'm going to say what that reminds me of. Yes, tell me. I'm curious. Um, it reminds me of the first workshop I was in with Jean Houston. Oh, okay. And she had us tap into our IntelliKey. Uh-huh. And she described it as the fullness of your higher self contained in the seed, like a, an acorn contains the full oak tree, the entelechy of the whole process, but it just starts in that little seed. So that that was sort of a parallel experience of uh of what how she took us through meeting our entelechy our higher self and talking to it and experiencing the feelings of it yeah how, how did it feel to you in your body in your being then i cried and now now i'm much more um mm, uh, uncertain but that's a good place to start yeah I, I think maybe i was a little more this time um not experiencing as much as i was it, it was touching things that i have experienced right it included uh being a, a kalahari mother 10,000 years ago and all the way through to my IntelliKey experience. All of all of those things were sort of flowing through the seed that you had me holding in my palm. So, right. so yeah. What colors did you see, Dick? Um, that I, I don't have a description. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. you're feeling to me very comfortable right now. It's it's sort of mm-hmm. kind of rested in. And... Oh yeah, it was it was uh, focusing, uh, centering. Um, yeah, calming in a way. Yeah, thank you. So, is this something uh, that you have a teacher that has guided you into this or? Uh, many teachers that you sort of drawn from to create, uh, co-create the, the process? Um, you mean, you mean the, the healing process I practice? Yes. Well, that you, that you actually just took us through, you took us through. Well, a, this a... just, this comes to me as a poet. This is my poetic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, several years ago, I used to think of, uh, uh, Perhaps part of it is that we are channeled. Uh, part of it is that we that it comes through as a channel. Mm-hmm. But I think also the vessel and the filters that we that we are uh, make that meaningful in different ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't want to claim, oh, I'm a channel and I'm a medium. No, I'm not doing that. But as a poet, because then we are connected to to that source as well which reforms words and lines and images mm-hmm. for a, a sort of a different vision. Um, Do you use the word muse 
M-U-S-E? Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know who my muse is. I think the whole world is the muse, but yeah. 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 Okay. Um, since Homer used the word, at least in our translation, uh, sing in me, O muse, and tell the story of yeah, yeah. Ulysses. And I also have goddess Saraswati, you know. Saraswati, yeah. yeah she's the goddess of art, music, culture, creation, and so mm -hmm. on. So, and her instrument is the veena. It's a stringed instrument. Mm. Okay, so this is this is two other things that uh, we can work in in our remaining time. Uh, one is throughout your book, you were interweaving the Greek gods and culture with your uh, Hindu or uh, culture of India. And I, it, would I could, can I just say Hindu gods? Is that a fair way to describe it? Yeah. Yeah, and. And so there was this uh, enriching of Greece with the almost parallel in so many ways. Um, and yet, I got the impression that the Greek gods were much more violent than those in the Indian culture. I think the representation of all these aspects is very different. Mm -hmm. uh, the similarities are there because, you know, linguistically there are similarities mm -hmm. and the motifs and archetypes start to connect so many stories all over the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when we think of Shiva and Shakti, I don't think of Zeus and the leader, this one. So, so there are differences that way. Yeah. And uh, certainly sometimes these motifs represent phenomena and cosmic shifts and so on however they are perceived within the context that they're perceived mm -hmm. but um you know my book is definitely not uh, about about those images so much as it was just a passing mention because i wanted this to be really my story mm -hmm. and my interpretation of what i saw and felt so while the overarching narrative is about what happened, where I went, and so on. Each moment and people and places become stories and poems. Yeah. I realized, you know, seeing all the ruins, and I said, Greece is buried, and so are we. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how are we, how do we become unburied? And we have a crucial, this is a crucial time in all our histories where we really let go of falsehood of so many kinds and things that we've adopted and we need to get into nature ah. to take forest walks um, architecture needs to be different um, we need to be smaller cities not smart cities small cities mm -hmm. what smart is very suspicious you know made, they made <laughs> smart classrooms right well, and there's smart water and there's uh, yeah. smart phones and all this stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very unsmart. And people have gobbled <laughs> it up because they gave them these little toys. But uh, but I think I would like to. Um, it, um, yeah. So smart classrooms were about more technology and those dash books. Um, 
which I never used in my classes, mm. except you know, if I wanted to show a film. No. <laughs> and, and so the question, the perennial question is, how how do we uh, make our vision uh, go viral and change the world? <laughs> how do we make those classrooms and cities and all the things that you envision uh, reality? I don't know. If I, if, I, if I said I know, I would be lying, and it mm -hmm. would be arrogant of me to say that. We have, we have a lot of forces fighting, fighting what we want to create, mm -hmm. but we still do it in small ways. Mm -hmm. And definitely, we need to be with our tribes. We can't, not just one tribe, but we need to be with our tribes where we are sharing this information and 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 shedding all that we don't need in us so we are living true to ourselves and um um and we need to be in community mm -hmm. even though we are set apart and many of us are we need to be in community we need to connect and we need to have small communities and we need to um go for truth rather than deception and that requires great self uh, self awareness and self questioning. Mm -hmm. Why uh, do I, do I follow this when this is not right? What is the self righteousness that is being fed into people to follow something when it's false? Mm -hmm. So we need to. That's how we touch divinity. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, some people feel as though they've touched divinity, but they wake up and find that they've been in a cult that has fed them uh yeah. things that aren't true too so you know <laughs> their their experiences of getting closer to divinity even through some falsehoods if the community has at least love as part of its core or you leave the community that's feeding you falsehood well when you recognize that yeah Right, mm -hmm. you have to. Mm -hmm. It's better to be a, a lone warrior than to eat poison all the time. Mm -hmm. Good, <laughs> you know. Good, yeah, good. So, you um, know the you know the word sutra. Yeah. What thread. is this? What is a sutra? It typically means thread. Thread, but uh, Patanjali's sutras, uh, or you know different isn't it a, a song or a, a, a uh, in no, literature I, I have not read patanjali sutra no but but the word sutra in literature what is that it's it's a sort of a i, I would see it as a thread and a weave of ideas and principles okay so yeah. sutra 14 if they are describing a particular thing in a work is that it's you i i can't answer that question interesting um, particularly okay. because i haven't read it but it would be that section which develops those okay. so thread uh is that the same as like a suture in surgery oh, <laughs> maybe because when i read that in your book 
I thought, wow, that's like a suture in surgery. And then you know where my mind went? It went to string theory. (laughs) And so all of these threads that weave this tapestry, then it's like, String theory has all of these strings that weave the tapestry of the universe or universes, however it may be. May I answer this part of your questioning with a poem? Oh, please. Oh, sure. Sounds good. It's titled Way to the Temple. Mm -hmm. When night prowls in forest of dreams... Its silken skins unveiling a thrill, and your skin's tremor like a lone lost leaf hanging from sky. Come then to the hideout where beloved dwells. He might be a little broken from warding off your assailants, but his love will dissipate all doubts from your fingertips. Then, only then, caress night's peeling skins because stars will start to awaken whose glittering eyes keep you captive, a glow inside heart of hearts where memory dwells of dank caves smattered with designs. The one you lost in the crumbling, hold it in your heart, hold it in your heart, gift it to beloved to gift it to you. Weep together under the blanket of panther skins as night burrs into infinity there is no end to loving for is it not love that loves through all that is your feet know way to the temple is the same as it was up the mountain hump where birds speak in twilight tongues of music of the spheres then remain embraced as one always in delight Remain embraced as one, always in delight. This is my sutra to you, Dick. <laughs> Ooh, that was beautiful. Mm. Be embraced as one, always in the light. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm speaking with Ambika Talwar. She's a poet and uh, author and artist and healer and uh, intuitive and working with frequencies for healing she's got some new uh, tuning forks mm. <laughs> oh it's uh, it's great isn't it how our lives evolve and and things are brought in to take us to the next step yeah well anyway folks uh, uh i kind of got into a little space there with that poem uh, this is Glocal News and Social Artistry, uh, Columbia, Missouri, KOP. <laughs> I'm just kind of babbling now. It's funny. Uh, KOPN.org. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm Dick Dalton, your host, and uh, we're glad you're with us today. Uh, we have a few more minutes uh, in the show with uh, Ambika Talwar, Southern California, born in India, uh, traveled to Greece, uh, wrote a book about it and uh, has entered other poems that she's had in different contests and gotten some honors and taught school for 30 years like me. (laughs) Here we are uh, getting ready to 
get the world all fixed up, right? So, you know, we, we have this in common. We both loved the teaching, even though it was sometimes horrific and a nightmare because our young people need more than they're getting from the school system. The school system is not connecting them with who they are. They're dividing them. And it's become so divisive right now that I'm glad I quit two years ago, mm-hmm. almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't sense of spirit in education, and we need that. And I don't mean religion, but I mean, who who are we? And our young don't have that. And I would do things to make them connect. And I said, Professor, yeah, your class is scary. I'm like, why? You've made me think, and it's scary. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, great. Congratulations, mm-hmm. you know? Things like that. We need it to connect. We need them to connect with who they are and where they're going because then there was this drive to get them to take classes and get a job. I said, but there are no jobs right now. And let's raise them to know who they are and what they really want to do. Mm-hmm. And they have counselors, but I think we need to get them here. We need to get them in the, with the soil, working with the soil, give them the whole experience. But uh, with things so cut up with the way food is processed and so on, I think it's a big loss. And I hope that we can do something about it, Uh, even if it's just writing and sending our words out, because um, we need small schools, not big schools and colleges. So I'm glad people are homeschooling because, you know, everybody wants freedom but I don't think yet people know what it is. And without freedom, there is no dignity. Without freedom, we will not realize our our vision and purpose. And if we don't realize our vision and purpose, we lose touch with essence of life and beauty and purpose. So today I'm calling for a life of beauty and purpose and courage for all of us, no matter what age, what gender, what ancestry you have, we are all connected. You know, what happens, you know, one example I gave to my students to show them our interconnectedness is, look at the stock market. <laughs> if something falls, it affects the whole world. You know, they they had that butterfly effect image, right? But mm-hmm. this was, you know, something real. So I said, I want you to know who you are and I want you to do what you love. And I think that's an image also in my film. Mm -hmm. Do the thing that you love. Yeah. And um, how much time do we have? Because I'd like to close with a poem about freedom. We have three and a half minutes. Okay. So um, Four four minutes. Let me read this. It's called Tropes Unbound on Freedom's Longing Robes. In skies mad pummeling, seagulls swoop for fish, any food. Their loud calling clashes over waves spilling in play. Sandpipers skitter speedily skirting waves' tremors as we fantasize on fear-bitten nails. We humans in grimy rags are bound by tropes, a dirty river, drying sod. Freedom weeps in murky waters, murmuring. Human does not sing or weep. His mind's a cage. How jolt his memory. Make her recall beauty. How wild beasts revive emerald forests. Dream through sun's sprinkling light. 
Humans ache to be free, but they kill and boast of trophies. What did I do to lose them? Wiping her tears, freedom seeks human souls in hidden places where poisons and words bleed. Her humming sifts fear's residue. She molds into form red mud, wraps them in beetle and palm leaves, paints beauty of eyes. She cradles baby wrapped in navy, gives it no name, intones in invisible feathers. Fly, beloved fly, be bodies without wings, whole, run like beasts, witness trees, stolid beyond time. Fly, dear heart, be love, choose renewal songs. Find me in each syllable, fly, fly into heart of my heart, to my wilderness where courage abides. Redeem me in faraway gullies, streams, seas, rivers, and veins. I wish this for all of us. Mm. So we can be in dignity. Thank you again. And thank you for this beautiful evening, Dick. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if the poem said it, it might have, because it was such a full, so many images. What do we need to be free from? From inner tyranny that allows outward tyranny. Inner tyranny. Okay. Yes. Right. The ways we limit ourselves and fall for mm -hmm. that are not true. That mm -hmm. allows the outer ty tyranny to grab a hold of us. And, Got it. Yeah. Got it. Let's be fully human. Let's be fully human and sentient. Perfect. All right. Ambika Talwar. Uh, how do people find you real quickly? Is there a website or is a creativeinfinities.com, www.creativeinfinities.com. Creativeinfinities.com. And goldenmatrixvisions.com, which I will be editing. Oh, okay. And then I will have my art site soon up, and I will let you all know then. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. And friends, remember, wherever you are, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it, because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs>
ache for you Tell me if you're hurting Sitting on the backside of the mountain I will find you You are my friend And I will hold you again It's been a good long run You and me together Alone but not alone I'm grateful for the ride I feel your mercy Your love overflowing Always been with me Watching Seeking, searching Sometimes just bumbling Away for my soul Backside of the mountain 